I am officially recording. I need to cool. get the questions up on my phone. You just continue to scream internally and I'll just have a faff. Can I scream externally? <laughs> I would prefer it if you didn't okay. because I am wearing headphones. Fair. Understandable, understandable. My hearing is bad enough as it is. I don't need that. Okay. Hi, I'm Mark. Hi, I'm Sophie. And this is You Know What I Like, where we sit down each month and flail about something that we are unhealthily obsessed with. You know what I like. And you know what I like. Cremate! Life was so weird to say. Yeah, but I do. <laughs> Thank you. So, as you may may be able to tell from the title of the episode, uh, this is a fun little bonus episode where Yay. I'm entirely self-indulgent for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing this for an hour? For a period of time, <laughs> I will be self-indulgent. <laughs> and I wanted to use this podcast to, to get the word out about a comic that I have written that is currently, as we speak right now, on Kickstarter. I mean, if there's any reason to have a podcast, it's to plug your creative endeavours. <laughs> That's the only reason, like, not to be creative, but like, <laughs> just as a platform for other things. <laughs> I am so, like, self-conscious about, like, talking about this. Would you like me to take the lead? Please do, because I'm like, going to drive this episode. Look, I don't know if you've prepared anything, Mark, but... Cream Made is a delightful all-ages comic that Mark has been working on for quite some time now. It originated as a webcomic which he wrote and designed himself. He has met with a lovely artist, Rebecca Burgess, who has really helped bring the delightful character of Cream Made to life. And now I hear you cry, but what is this Cream Made, Sophie? To which I say, You have no idea what you're in for. Cremate is a... I don't even know how to describe Cremate. They are like kind of a cat, but also kind of not a cat. And they wear a delightful little maid's uniform and they bloody love cream. You might be like, this seems like a given, but you have no idea what you're in for. Essentially, as you read this comic, you will be drawn in by both the zany and eccentric and at times absurd humour, but also the immense heart that is behind the story and driving it. At its heart is the tale of people and communication and love. That sounds a bit wanky, probably, but I promise you it's good. <laughs> I mean, like, like, it sounds fine when you say it. <laughs> I did prep one thing, okay. but like in a way where like I didn't want to sound all wanky. So <laughs> I took someone else's words and like I was um, going to read them in the context of Cream Maid. I think that sounds like a good idea. So to paraphrase um, H.G. Wells. <laughs> <laughs> Not who I thought we were going to be paraphrasing. So there was a character in um, The Dream and he's talking about a character who I, like, immediately, like, read this as a um, description of Cream Maid. Okay. A breadth and variety of contour, like scenery rather than an animal. Their face has the same landscape, unanatomical quality as their body. They sit sideways. One eye looked at you rather sidelong, and the other seemed to watch something over your head. That's so spot on. <laughs> That's brilliant. And I felt bad that, like, that fit. <laughs> <But it kind laughs> of fits. Excellent.
Okay. What we're going to do essentially is I've got a bunch of questions for Mark about the creative process behind Cream Maid coming into existence. And we thought it might be fun for everyone involved if I ask him these questions, I put him on the spot, I require answers. And then you guys will get a better understanding of both Cream Maid as a comic and also like just what goes into making a comic, what goes into trying to have a Kickstarter, stuff like this, some things which you might not have thought about before, but which are hopefully going to be very interesting. I'll do my best. Okay, I thought we would start with a really, like, basic question that I'm hoping to unbasic with my follow-up. First of all, where did the idea of Cream Maid come from? And then leading on from that, were there any particular comics or other media which have been particularly influential in its development? So the idea came from a really, really strange place. That seems correct. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. Based on what it's turned out like. Yeah. So it came from one of those um, cat collecting games that you can get. I didn't know that was a thing, but okay. Like um, there was like a trend like three or so years ago where there were like a bunch of cat collecting games. Okay. And you could like do various things, like put out like treats and stuff and then like cats would appear. Then you can like name them and everything. (laughs) This is so news to me. And, like, I was um, giving them all, like, funny names. Just, like, trying to give them, like, fun names to um, send home to my partner to make them laugh. And there was, like, a one cat that had, like, a white front and, like, a black mark on their forehead. And, like, for some reason that I can't quite think of right now, I just called them Cream Maid. And then a legend was born. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, like, if, if it was um, Providence or something. But, like, I was um, just struck by the beam of Cream Maid. <laughs> and it just like made me laugh to think about the fact that a cat would be a cream maid not that that's even a real job uh, well we're gonna make it a job 2019 <laughs> year of the cream maids then that night because like i just like kept like thinking about how funny it was that a cat for like a job that it is like unqualified for because <laughs> it's a cat and that night i think it was like that very same night i decided to draw a cat in a maid outfit just like again to make my partner laugh and all it did in that first comic was to like walk into the room stare blankly while the characters like talked around them and then leaves again and is like entirely unhelpful (laughs) which if you've read the comic and when you listen to read the comic like you might might realize is still in the comic in some form very much so and then like it gradually became like more and more serious as a concept was there anything like media that influenced where cream maid ended up going or has it always just been like this search for zaniness i feel like if you're speaking consciously yeah then i feel like part of what i was trying to achieve is like inspired by um calvin and hobbs Oh, that, yeah, now that you say that, that's a really good comparison. So it's like, if you've not read much Jam Calvin Hobbs, because it's not like an English thing, like it is more of, of like an American thing in general. That it's like strange, but also charming. Yeah. So it's got like, Calvin's always doing some strange scheme, but it like usually comes back to how much he cares for Hobbs. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. Now that you've verbalized that, I can really see that. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> success even if there's like a (laughs) vague comparison to calvin and Hobbes, then i'm happy (laughs) yeah (laughs) one person is like i can see some calvin and Hobbes here i'd be like yes (laughs) come indirectly you are saying that uh, this is as good as calvin and Hobbes, right 
Is that what you're saying? That's totally how that works. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, in terms of um, defining the characters. Yeah. So, like, um, particularly when I was doing the conversion from from the, like, original version that I drew, even, like, including the two main characters, um, Honey, Honey and Darling, are the couple who Cream Maid live with. I was um, definitely, like, inspired by um, Justin Simeon. He's the writer, director, showrunner for um, Dear White People. Uh, okay. So I really, really like Dear White People, the show. Like, I think it's, like, one of the best shows that I've ever seen. And, like, I don't remember where, like, exactly, like, I heard it. I don't know, like, if it was in, like, a talk he did or, like, if he says it on his podcast. But um, he says that he creates Dear White People to put people that look and act like him in situations that they w- wouldn't normally be in. Yeah. People that wouldn't be in these kinds of scenes and like pieces of fiction because of things like their race or their um, sexuality or whatever. Like, and that just like really stuck with me as like a really good mission statement. So like uh, that was something that I like consciously tried to work in to the development that I was doing. Interesting. Because like I really hate when like people like attempt to group media by the race or by the sexuality as if like um, LGBT as a genre means anything. Yeah, it's that thing where um, I watch a lot of videos on YouTube about uh, booktube videos and stuff. And sometimes people will just say, oh, this book is really great. It has X representation. And I'm like, that's brilliant. But what is it about? Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like... Thank you for letting me know that information. I'm definitely happy to have it. But if you could also tell me what the genre is and what the basic plot <laughs> yeah. setup is, that would be also very useful to know. Like that just like doesn't mean anything when you say it. Not as like a description of a piece of fiction. <laughs> yeah. So like I was just like trying to to channel what he said and just like attempt to normalize things like that by not having it be like an integral part of the story. Like um, they just are like they just like exist in this way. Yeah. And then the story happens as it normally would. Okay. You've already said a bit about how you initially designed Cream Maid yourself. How did you go about finding an artist to do the designing for you? And then specifically, like, what was it about Rebecca that you liked? Like, was it just the art style? Was, like, talk to me about the process. Because, like, you hear it, like, all the time in relation to, like, doing work at, like, a a big studio or something. Yeah. That, like, you have to let go. (laughs) And that is really hard. Because, like, you go from, like, being in a place where you get to define everything. Yeah. Like, you could be someone who is, like, saying, like, do it, like, exactly like I say. Do it, like, exactly like this. But then, like, why even have a collaborator? Like, just do it yourself. Yeah. So, like, I went in consciously thinking that I need to... Because, like, I actually, like, said this to her when she was, like, first doing the work. Like, if you think that a thing um, isn't going to work, then change it and tell me. And then we can, like, talk through it as, like, a concept. Because, like, I wanted to be open to the ideas, even though it was hard. (laughs) Well, it's that thing, isn't it? When we went to Thought Bubble, we went to, um, one of the talks we went to was talking about collaborating between, like artists and writers and letterers Mm. and colorists and stuff and about how the fact is that like you can't be dictatorial like the whole point of a collaboration is you trust that the people you're working with are talented and are like have great ideas of their own and the end product should really be the combination of the best of all of you rather than like one of yours dictatorial vision yeah exactly yeah yeah one main thing that she changed i don't know if if like you noticed but um because she has got this great um, dynamic and like um, cartoonish style to her work, 
Yeah. One main thing that I noticed is that she added like a flow to Queen Maid's arms. Oh yeah, I love it. So it's like, I hadn't thought of that like in the slightest, but she took um, Queen Maid onto two legs. But that meant that her arms, she made them kind of more like tentacles. Yeah, her cream maid has a lot of movement to them. And like there's a there's a little clip scene where um cream maid is frolicking around a fountain of cream. Mm-hmm. And the movement in that scene is really aided, like it is cream maid is like this being who has all of this like movement to them. And that yeah. was like a really great interpretation. Oh yeah, like, because like I wrote wrote that panel as like a fun kind of like, I could never, never draw this. Yeah. But now that I have an artist, I can actually like write this in. Yeah. And then she came back with this like amazing, just like, this is perfect. <laughs> this is like exactly what I wanted and more. Yeah. Um, how did you find Rebecca though? Like, were you aware of her her work and then you reached out to her? Or was there like, did you like advertise and she reached out to you? Like, how did that even happen? Um, she actually first um, contacted me like a couple of years ago yeah. when I was doing a series like of interviews on um, Panel Patter. And then, like, a few months later, like, um, after Thought Bubble, like, it happened, like, and we'd um, done the interview and everything. Yeah. I saw that um, she was doing um, pet commissions for Christmas. So, like, I paid her to draw a piece for my um, partner's parents. So they still got that, like, that, like, on their bookshelf. So when I was planning on turning Cream Maid from the webcomic that I drew um, into, like, an actual, like printed comic she was like actually like my first choice to do it oh that's brilliant from that she had this like way of like that combination of like emotion with animals was like exactly what i was trying to achieve oh brilliant (laughs) (laughs) cream maid has like a slightly surreal element to it i don't think that's incorrect of me to say no no um but that's like like both in the nature of cream maid themselves and also like the humor that runs throughout i mean i my central question is why but like (laughs) (laughs) should i be offended (laughs) no like what what brought that about was there any similar media that was like a bit surreal and weird that maybe like inspired that or was it literally just like the character concept was already surreal so you ran with it um like um before like i answer the question i do want to ask you oh the tables have turned I I've suddenly the interviewer around, has become around. the interviewee i feel like as the person who is like one of the um closest people to it that i feel like i've lost a bit of the perspective about how weird it might be because i don't think it's that weird i think it's a bit weird because i'm not like blind but like people seem to find it so hard to explain and to talk about if you were to ask me to describe the plot of issue one, yes. I could do that really concisely. Uh-huh. If you were to ask me to accurately summarise Cream Maid as a character, <laughs> that's yeah. where it gets a bit hard and weird. Because, I mean, partly this is like, I don't mean to be like, oh, business. This is your USP, your unique selling point. Like, Cream Maid's just really fucking weird. 
initially just having the character as like a cat in a maid's outfit you're like okay already weird and then there's the fact that it's like is cream made a cat or is cream made in my mind cream made is like an immortal entity that just resembles a cat and Uh is not actually a cat in any way because cream made interacts with cats and they are clearly cats and cream made is not the same as them (laughs) yes so like in my head i've head cannoned like a weird immortal deity who sort of just like decided to give time on earth a bit of a crack and see how it goes or something you know the nature of cream maids interactions with the rest of the world and what that implies about the workings of cream maids mind that's where i feel it all gets a bit weird okay in a, in a good way yeah i okay. would like to clarify so like i as i've like established a bit like on this podcast i just like i like things that are like um unrepentantly weird yeah so they know what they are and they're like fully committed yeah, if, if you hadn't have committed, then it wouldn't have worked. But because you're just like all in, this is where we're at, then I think it works really well. Because like in terms of what you said about is cream made a cat or not? Yeah. I enjoy like exploring. I like a bit of uncertainty in fiction so that you have to go away and start to process it. And you're like, I don't understand how these things like align and combine to form like a coherent being. I enjoy that about Cream Maid. Thank you. (laughs) I consciously blurred the line between is Cream Maid their employee? Is Cream Maid their pet? Is Cream Maid a child? Yeah. (laughs) Like it's like all of them combined. And I think that's where a lot of this like surrealist humour comes in is just like the oddness of the situation and the unknownness of some of the factors, Mm -hmm. which then results in it being like it's highly funny because you're like, what the fuck? like in terms of um specific media i didn't have any consciously at the time of writing it but i feel like if i were to think now like i would point towards things like resident evil like that tone of we know that this is absolutely batshit and we know that if you think about it it doesn't fully make sense but the journey and the fun that you have along the way like not the friends that you make along the way that's like i'm blurring phrases here but you know what i mean (laughs) Okay, um, I have another question. This is slightly less to do with comic creation and more some practicalities. Well, it depends. So, obviously, you are currently trying to fundraise for Kickstarter, which is a challenge of itself. And we won't go into the actual practicalities of that too much, I guess, because you might just scream continuously. But have a look in the description, please, because the link is there. <laughs> I promise I, I promise the link is there. <laughs> I, I mean, you are, you are welcome to talk about the challenges of getting things done on Kickstarter if you would like to. I was also wondering if there had been any other challenges in making Crewmate, whether from like a practical point of view of like, oh, actually, it was really hard to find somewhere to get it printed or whatever or if it's like just from like a storytelling point of view or anything like in general the like the challenge is the fear yeah of like being so public about it yeah but the main issue in the translation from it's like original form as a webcomic was like i'm in the same way that i had to let go of the control like in terms of the art and how things looked was that like i also had to um give up on a lot of the like on the structure and the content of the like original um like webcomic yeah because the first draft that i did was very much like i directly lifted off of the original comics yeah um, and then like tried to put it like in a script on a page but that obviously doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) so like it was very very like disjointed because the format of the original like was so episodic 
Yeah. And, like, there wasn't, like, an ongoing narrative. Like, it was just, like, here's um them doing a weird thing. Here's them doing a different weird thing. So then when I... Because, like, I gave it to um Hassan of um Strip Panel Naked fame. Yeah. He took a pass through it. Like, um this was, like, the um second draft, maybe. And, like, he said that it was still, like, very, very disjointed. Yeah. So even if you like the concept... It's still too hard, hard to read in a comic form because it just like doesn't flow. So like when I was then rearranging it, that is when when the narrative um between um Honey and Darling began to actually like emerge that they became more of a character than just like someone who is purely a foil for Cream Maid. Yeah. So then the narrative of the state of their marriage began to evolve mm. from that. And then, like, it turned out that, like, that was actually the main story. <laughs> so, like, their relationship was the connective tissue between yeah. all of the the cream maid zaniness. Yeah. No, it's, like, the heart that holds it all together at the core. Yeah. I have one final question which I wrote down. I'm going to read it verbatim from my notes. Yes. Why is that zany little maid so endearing? Four question marks. I love them. <laughs> Two exclamation marks discuss okay (laughs) um i just think that like it's um gone away a bit in recent years but there was and this still kind of is like a phase of of making things like dark and gritty and like um quote-unquote realistic yeah and like i just feel like cream made is part of the wave of just getting back to things can be fun and not not dark, but still be realistic. <laughs> the world is a trash can on fire. We need all the fun we can get. Partly that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, um, if we're all going down, then have yeah. some fun. While Let's we, go while down with down. a zany little, potentially not a cat creature. Yes. This, like, immortal god that yeah. I like the idea of. So I'll make a mental note of that. <laughs> Excellent. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say before we round this all off? other than please please support the kickstarter please i'm screaming inside please (laughs) that's what i imagine your inner monologue is like right now it is like it's i'm gonna be that now for like a month (laughs) what is the closing date of the kickstarter in case people are listening to this on for example itunes and they don't necessarily know your dates so the kickstarter ends on um tuesday march 26th 2019 okay and i'm gonna say the year because like i'm always annoyed when i'm going through backlogs of podcasts and they just say like a day i'm just like i know it's not on saturday this weekend but like you just said on saturday so you're like but when was this let me put it in historical context exactly exactly yeah oh also i would just like to go on record as saying a particularly delightful aspect of the kickstarter is that the different tiers are different types of cream thank you (laughs) I loved it. I made Mr. S. I was like, look at this! (laughs) The main problem that I had is that it's really hard to find, like, lots of different kinds of cream. Apparently there aren't that many kinds of cream. I felt like you did it great because I really do feel like clotted cream is the ultimate cream and that's the ultimate tier. Like, you could look at the Kickstarter and see it as, like, my ranking of creams, if you want. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Well, I I second your ranking of creams, and now I really want to buy some clotted cream. So thank you for that. I do want to quickly plug what you can get. So if you like the sound of the comic that you've heard, then you can buy the comic in both um, physical and a um, digital form, where the physical one costs, like, a little bit more, but not much more. So you should go for the physical, obviously. Obviously. 
And then if you get the physical, then you can also get the next tier up, which is like two pounds more, which comes with a set of five wonderful phone wallpapers. I'm currently using one of them as my own phone wallpaper. Excellent. Gaze upon cream made every day. And then the next tier up is that there are four wonderful t-shirts. I've got the t-shirt hype for real. So you've got cream made on the cream made logo. Have you got like a really zoomed in picture of Cream Maid's face? Which like um everyone wants, come on. <laughs> You've got Cream Maid in a superhero outfit and a wonderful quote around Cream Maid from the comic. Cosplayer of our time. Exactly. And then the final t shirt is um Cream Maid a really big picture of Cream Maid in, in a wonderful dress. Yes, looking sensational. As they always do. Yes, obviously. And then the top tier, the um clotted cream tier. Ooh, delicious. Of which there is only, as of recording, one left. Yay! It allows you to put your image into the next issue of Cream Maid. Become part of the comic you love! You can meet Cream Maid, you can have Cream Maid hate you, it's up to you. <laughs> or love you. Or love you, or hug you. See, such potential for there interaction. Are so many <laughs> you can worship at the altar of Cream Maid. Yes. And if you do want a small preview of the comic, then if you scroll down to the very bottom of the Kickstarter, then there's like a six page preview there. Who could resist? Not me. I donated literally two minutes before we started recording. Did you? Yeah, I did. I didn't tell you, but I've done it. <gasps> it would Thank be you. really awkward if I hadn't. <laughs> Can we talk about it? But I hate it a bit. Yeah, but... like I've just interviewed you about the podcast, but like, actually, I'm not that fussed. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right (laughs) that would be be so cold i'm trying to not be like like someone hasn't pledged and so they hate me because that is a bad level to get to (laughs) no that's not where you stand i know it's stress it's the stress talking okay is that everything that you want to share i think that is everything i think that this podcast has been self-indulgent enough Yes. Um, it goes without saying, obviously, that we would give Cream Maid 10 flailings out of 10. 10, 10, 10, 10. 10, 10, all across the board, 10, 10. Um, shall we call it a day and we'll be back with regularly scheduled programming? In two weeks. Well, in three weeks. I don't know when this is going. I don't know when. At the start of every month. Yes, on the first of every month. I can't, you know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, until then, goodbye. Like, it's weird that we've not got a sign-off when we don't do, like, our outro. I know, but, like, you've seen my YouTube videos. I just have a lovely day. I'll see you next week for something different. That's shit, but I do it. I like it. Oh, it's this validating day where like, I enjoy friends it. sit and validate <laughs> each other about their creative content. Yes. <laughs> that outro is good, Sophie. The wholesome podcast that we're all here for. Yes. Yes. <laughs>